Welcome to the other thing that happens in Chunk McBeef Chest, Chunk McBeefcast. This is Chunk McBeef Chest Reads, or C. McBee Reads. It's kind of just to prove that I can read. I mean, I get people sort of come at me every now and then, and there's just one thing I want to be clear is that I can read. The source of these things that I read, they can come from family, friends, people who don't like me. The reaction... I'm just going to read it. I might editorialize a little bit, but I promise you I will give it a fair shake. For this inaugural episode, I will be reading the lyrics to Bikini Sports Ponchin, uh, also translated into Bikini Sports Dick, by a band called Maximum the Hormone. And just to give you sort of a taste of the the music that would normally be going along with it, and honestly, they probably make it more entertaining than what you're actually listening to right now. Uh, just here's here's a quick sample of the song. Okay, so that you know, that's what the kids are into these days: the rock and roll. <laughs> so if you want to watch this yourself, I will throw a link up uh, when I post this episode. So if you want to watch, if you want to see the video, hear the song, I will absolutely post that along with it. But here for you today, Maximum the Hormone, Bikini Sports, Ponchin, or more familiarly, Bikini Sports Dick, Bathing in Daylight, My Sperm. Try it, erotic scalpel. Fucking, licking ugly person, entangled in anus. Soon destroyed. Me, I am indeed the baromos of destruction. So I'm going to stop there for a second. Baromos is a name that I've heard many times, and yet only in Japanese anime. And it seems like there's a segment of people who make anime or write things like that who have a different understanding of lore, I guess, because there's a bunch of names like that that I've only ever heard from Japan. And they're Western things. So I don't actually know who Baromos is. Uh, if I do a quick search... <laughs> Baramos is actually a fictional character from Dragon Quest. I thought Baramos would have been a real thing. I bet the Baramos that shows up, known as Demon Lord and Archfiend, but he's quite cute. He looks like a, a dinosaur with a spike on his head. Is, is one of the main villains of Dragon Quest III, the Seeds of Salvation. And a recurring monster in the series, he can be found in his lair south of Isis. A name they probably regret right now. There's a, a van in Japan called Isis. Uh, when that group, the terrorist organization, came to prominence, the, I believe it's Toyota van, they didn't change the name. They stuck with it, which I found to be an interesting thing. They didn't distance themselves from the terrorist organization. And logically, sh they shouldn't have. Uh, they really, that name comes, I know, from an Egyptian god. I know that ISIS was going for Islamic, st Islamic State. So they're not actually like, 
It'd be really ironic if ISIS, the terrorist organization that was probably anti every other god, actually named their organization after an Egyptian god. But uh, that's that's an aside. I don't know who Baramos is. And I really suddenly wanted to know. I looked it up and it turns out that the first result is actually a Dragon Quest character, which is not what I was expecting. I thought it would be an actual legend lore from almost like a European thing. I actually just thought it was going to be a demon. There's a couple other names that have shown up in Japanese stuff, which I thought, I just assumed, probably because of the setting is always like European castles and stuff. I now feel like maybe I don't know as much stuff as I thought I knew. But okay, let's get back to the song, get back to the lyrics. Uh, Freezing wave blast boss. And now that makes more sense. That is much more cartoon oriented than actual uh, myth and legend. Check out that miniskirt. Blistered ear pose. Lewd chairs honeymoon. Now I assume a lewd chair is a real thing. Uh, In the Japanese it says skebe isu ga honeymoon. Which is a direct translation. Now, I have lived in Japan for a long time. It would be very awkward for me to go and ask my wife or some of my friends, what is there a thing called a skebe isu? Like, it is either a chair you sit on as a male and the woman gets on top of you. My actual thought is that it's some kind of weird scat thing. So you sit on the chair and there's like a poop hole. Do you know like those milking tables? It's like a massage table with a hole in it. And uh, the man's phallus goes through the hole. I shouldn't have to explain the mechanics. I actually think if you say bed massage table with a a hole, you could figure out what to do with it. If you're listening to this podcast, I won't have to explain to you how these things work. If I give you a massage chair with a hole and I say, you know, have at it, I think you know what to do. So as soon as I've said lewd chair, made my own assumption and brought you to that assumption. I don't need to explain the conclusion of that assumption. You know there's pooping on people going on. I don't know if that's what they're actually talking about. Uh, I will do some cursory research and if something comes up, I'll post it with the blog post that goes up with this episode. Nympho girl A4 Ace Marksman, give it to her diarrhea, diarrhea. Having just made my previous statements, this line, this is actually the second time I've read this line. Uh, The first time I was really just reading the lyrics straight and not giving any sort of commentary or feeling. And I felt that would be boring. I thought, oh, I could then go through the song again and do it line by line. But honestly, I don't think I or you have the patience for that. Now that I've said pooping through a chair... Ace Marksman, give it to her, diarrhea, diarrhea, has taken on a little more meaning. It's not just the random statement that I thought it was before. And I'm now starting to think that this song is a lot less random than I initially thought it was when I first heard it. Erotic Transcendence, Unclean Sadist, Bloodbath Gods. Mount Everest Phallus, Pubic Labyrinth. Erotic North Korean missile bleeped out money. Weirdly for me, the pubic labyrinth is one of the more interesting lines. 
I, I fail to come up with an actual image for what a pubic labyrinth is. As I'm speaking through this sentence, I'm starting to get images of the fallopian tubes and whatnot within. Not much of a labyrinth, if I'm being honest. But it is certainly more complicated. And North Korean missile, the erotic North Korean missile, to me is a beautiful statement. North Korea shoots missiles over Japan regularly. Like this is not, you'll read about it. Uh, North Korea shot a missile across the Sea of Japan. Uh, It gets called the EC by some people. North Korea shoots missiles over the body of water between Japan and Korea. And it is very much just them showing off that they have missiles. This is the raised truck, small penis compensation of a country. I'm very interested if Kim Jong dies and his sister actually takes over, if that attitude will continue. Because either it will continue to the extreme because she needs to, you know, really waggle her dick around. Or she will take a whole new attitude and do it in a whole different way. I'm very interested right now to see who is the successor of the North Korean state. Now back to bikini sports punjin. Bikini sports dick. Mount Everest phallus, pubic labyrinth. I'm glad they bring that one back. I, I'm enjoying... That is part of the chorus. Erotic North Korean missile bleeped out money. Buster. Sex appeal monster. Pride. Metal rod. Bikini sports dick. Monkey wrench. Big dick. Bikini sports dick. Monkey wrench. Big dick. Bikini sports dick. I think you can guess what's coming next. Monkey wrench. Big dick. Bikini sports dick. Monkey wrench big dick. One, more macho than others. Two, a Gemini badass. Uh, I don't believe in horoscopes, but I am a Gemini. And now that he said Gemini badass, I feel like that's cooler than it was about two minutes ago. And if it's more macho than others, we have hit really what I try to self-identify as trying to be the manliest man that I can be to the extreme where it's almost silly because I know how silly it is that I'm trying to prove how manly I am. So now having gotten a little deeper into the lyrics, I'm starting to feel more connected because I actually feel like he's talking about me. The guy who's trying to be more macho than others, who's a Gemini badass. Uh, Three secret Mr. Disco. And if anything, I do enjoy a good disco song, and I am very secret about it. So, yeah. No, I'm feeling like uh, they knew Chunk McBeef Chess before Chunk McBeef Chess knew himself. That's an important moment. And that's when a song speaks to your heart. Dance flower, dance flower. Soothe, untouchable hostess. Satisfy is 16 rod piston. Dynamite ecstasy. Bikini sports the monkey wrench dick. Bathing in daylight my sperm. Try it erotic scalpel. Fucking 
licking ugly person, entangled in anus. Soon destroyed. Pushy, pushy crotch people, sensually sucking out bone marrow. Nympho girl, A4 ace marksman, give it to her. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Erotic transcendence, unclean sadist, bloodbath gods. Mount Everest phallus, pubic labyrinth, erotic North Korean missile, bleeped out money. Mount Everest phallus, public labyrinth, pubic labyrinth, erotic North Korean missile, bleeped out money. Buster. Sex appeal monster. Pride, metal rod. You can see as I am saying the lyrics, I'm not just reading. I'm starting to get more emotive as we've gone along. I'm starting to feel the song, even though the music is off. Um, this initially seems like random nonsense. But you can tell that now we've gotten to the two-minute mark of the song. That I'm starting to feel something, even without their music hitting me which is actually showing that this is quite a powerful song in its own way. Uh, I would bet the music distracts from the message that we're getting here, the underlying message of, of the song, which I'm going to leave open to your interpretation. Bikini sports dick, monkey wrench big dick, bikini sports dick, monkey wrench big dick, bikini sports dick, Monkey wrench, big dick. Bikini sports dick. Monkey wrench, big dick. One, more macho than the others. Two, Gemini badass. Three, secret Mr. Disco, dance flower, dance flower. Soothe, untouchable hostess. Satisfy, 16 rod piston, dynamite ecstasy. Bikini sports, the monkey wrench, dick. Um, the lyrics, just as we get to the end of the song, they were translated by Usukimi Jimmy. So, of course, I'd like to thank him for translating the lyrics. It took some time. Subtitles were edited by Bill Kwando. I wouldn't have been able to read it without that. I'd like to thank Matt for sending me this to be something I can read. If you have something you would like to send to see McBee Reads, you can email velocipodcast at gmail.com. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, you can send a message to voicelink.fm slash velocipodcast. I'll also put a link in the description. Uh, you can leave a voice message there or a text message. So if you want to drop a link in there, that's great. If you have something you would like to hear me read, think about, talk about, please send it in. That was Maximum the Hormone, Bikini Sports Dick. And I think I'm a fan. I've lived in Japan for a very long time, and I can honestly say I do not enjoy most Japanese television. The reason being is, I mean, just like most countries, they have very little, the, the cheaper the production is, the more they can produce, so it becomes like a cycle. There are only a few shows I mean, there's panel shows, which is essentially a stage with a bunch of chairs and people talk about stuff. This is where comedians kind of 
make or break themselves because the whole point is to tell interesting stories. The late night version of that is they talk about sexy things. There are shows where they go to different places and eat local foods. And that's a really big part of Japanese culture. I'm not disparaging that. But after you've seen someone go to a ramen shop in Osaka, eat ramen and say it's very good, seeing someone go to Kagoshima and eat ramen and say it's very good is not as thrilling. So I actually quite enjoyed Japanese TV when I was learning Japanese. Honestly, primarily because they don't say that much that's difficult. Uh, you learn good accents and you learn speed and stuff. And it's good for your listening more than anything else. But it is, it is very repetitive. Then they have dramas. And the dramas are very formulaic overall. Um, so I'm not a fan. I don't watch a lot of Japanese TV. And I am honestly not the only one. I was sent... This is from Reddit. It was sent to me. Uh, it's called Japanese TV, period, rant, period. This was six years ago. This was posted on Reddit by Professor underscore fuck. So I have, you know, he's a professor. Getting your degree is not an easy thing. A doctorate. Just it, Clearly, this is someone who's put a lot of work into their life, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, congratulations on all the success you've had. So this is C. McBee Reads. Japanese TV rant. I don't watch TV in Japan often. When I do, I'm quickly reminded of one fact. Japanese TV is fucking rubbish. Uh, that illustrates my earlier point. You can see we are aligned in our thinking. Kenmin Show was on last night. For those who don't know, Kenmin Show is a show where mostly talentless celebrities are amazed at footage of regional differences in Japan. Examples include... Did you know that old women in Osaka wear bright colors? The next set of letters, I actually understand perfectly. It's H-U-U-U-U-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-R-R-R. And that is a sound that Japanese people make primarily on television. It's actually very, well, not very, it's, it's rarer in real life. <laughs> is the sound they make. It's an it's a exclamation point verbalized as surprise and it is annoying after a while because the most mundane facts are received with this level of shock that is unbelievable and i think this might be one of the things that bugs me the most is yeah i get tv's fake i get everything on tv is kind of fake but you should not be surprised by certain things like there are two kinds of fish that live in this river isn't that surprising that America has multiple states is not amazing. I'm trying to think of something that would blow the mind of a Japanese person on television. And it would be that my pen accepts over 200 different kinds of refills. It's amazing. And it's actually true. I paid a lot of money for this pen. So that's the explanation of what means. It's actually, well, fuck my cock. Right down to the balls. No, I did not know that. The particular clip that shot itself into my living room last night was of some little old deer on some little old island off Kagoshima making a local delicacy. They interviewed a few local people. Do you, sir, eat this local dish? Well, yes, I do. Cue ripples of excitement in the studio. Um, <clears throat> yes. Again, this is incredibly accurate. 
the reaction to incredibly mundane things is that it's amazing. So this implies to me that either this is a level of fake that is, is inconceivable to a normal human being, or the average Japanese person is astounded all the time, which might be why Japan's a pretty great place to live. That level of positivity is not achieved anywhere else in the world. Do you, madam, eat this local dish? Well, yes, I do. Talento bird with stupid fucking hat tries to look inquisitive. Talento is Japanese English. It's talent with just the accent, talento. A talent is an interesting thing because it takes a long time for someone who comes and lives in Japan to really understand what it is. A talent is someone who doesn't do anything and is famous for no particular deed. So they probably have tried singing and failed. They've tried acting and they're not very good at it as an actor. Usually, this one in this case, he says bird, so it's a woman. It's someone who's pretty. So their talent is really that they exist and, and are already on TV. A lot of talents did one thing and then got on sort of the Japanese TV circuit and don't do anything else. So they don't actually produce any content other than being a guest on the show and honestly spending most of their time going, <laughs> oh. and then as he says, look, tries to look inquisitive because it's like, oh, what is this mystery that is unfolding before us? I have never seen anything like this before. We rejoin the little old deer in her old kitchen on some sort of old island off Kagoshima to watch her prepare the mystery dish. First, she gets some fish and grills them. The panel in the studio comment on how nice they look. Japanese TV on this kind of show is the main screen with picture-in-picture, -picture, and the picture-in-picture -picture is someone's face from the group of people who are watching this and again, trying to look inquisitive, trying to look interested, uh, laughing at the appropriate point, looking shocked. I actually find you can tell when they cut to someone who isn't ready and they're just looking bored. And it happens way more than you'd think because these people are in there all day and they are hearing incredibly boring stuff. The professionals, and I think this is when you maybe refer back to the talento, they're the ones who can fake this constantly for like seven hours at a time. First, she gets some fish and grills them. The panel in the studio comment on how nice they look. The old deer then pulls out the second ingredient. What could it be? What could it possibly be? Tits on Christ, it's a secret. We can tell this ingredient is a secret because it has been edited in post-production and obscured with the word secret. The panel, visible in little boxes in the corner of the screen. Uh, this is how you can tell that I'm reading this and doing it at the same time. I made my comment previous. I didn't know that was coming up or I would have not said that. Anyways, the panel, visible in little boxes in the corner of the screen, ponder the many wondrous possibilities. Some knob in thick-rimmed glasses audibly asks himself, what is the mystery ingredient? One guy in the panel, a Kagoshima native, is looking insufferably smug. He already knows what it is. The cunt. Kitchen. We see the old deer breaking the fish apart with her fingers and throwing them into a pan. Some twat in the studio says, wild, and other twats giggle. The secret ingredient is introduced to the mix so that now the pan itself has become shrouded in secrecy. It's not over. We see a third ingredient, sugar. Not a secret, but no less important. In fact, the sugar itself has inspired awe in a number of the studio audience. Not one, not two, but three spoonfuls are added to the secret brew. The two hosts of the show, wide-eyed, silently mouth the word three to each other. Ah yes, three, the smug fucker from Kagoshima nods to himself. 
back to the action. The feast is complete. The little old deer whisks the dish out into the dining area, where it is received with rapturous applause from the eagerly awaiting friends and family. They eat it. They confirm. It is delicious. Tarento Bird, in Stupid Hat, says it sounds delicious. Cunt from Kagoshima already knows how it tastes. Meanwhile, us poor saps at home still don't know what it looks like. Not to worry. It's time for the big reveal. Cue music. Camera slowly pans down towards the kitchen bench. What is it? Could it be? Cut up to close-up of Taranto jizz faces. That is all uh, capitals. So it's, he's shouting us. Cut to close-up of Taranto jizz faces. Uh, but is, uh, again, uh, wholly accurate and appropriate. Commercial break. People eating. People gulping. Birds cleaning faces. People eating. Sexy yet compact cars. People eating. Uh, that actually shows back to my first point. If it's Eating is a massive part of Japanese culture. It's just part of everything. You say sex sells. In Japan, it's equally true that food sells. We return to the show. Luckily, we are given some time to compose ourselves with a recap of the little old deer in her little old kitchen on some little old island off Kagoshima, guiding us through the process of cooking once more. This is another way to save on production. Is As you've seen reality shows, stretch out the most minute thing incident into some massive 10 minute thing when it's really only about 30 seconds japanese shows whenever they come back from commercial do a recap of what they've just seen they will do before they go to commercial actually start talking about the surprise that's coming up after the commercial this pads every episode and is another really frustrating thing if you are aware of what they're doing 15 minutes have elapsed since we were first privy to the existence of this magical local delicacy but now it is time Cue music again. Camera slowly pans down towards kitchen bench again. Talento jizz faces again. <sighs> again. I actually feel like I'm not doing it right. <sighs> is more the sound. I have to get a little back from the microphone. Because I'm reading his, I think it's affecting my actual ability to copy the real one. Hey, everybody. Chunk McBeef chest is six feet tall. <sighs> That's maybe appropriate. We are allowed to see that inside the pan is mushed fish. Bird and Stupid Hat confirms that it looks delicious. Studio audience reasserts this fact. That's not what we came here for, though. The fish mush is just a warm-up. We still don't know what the secret ingredient is. We must know. Fear not. It is time. The two hosts announce energetically and in tandem, Kagoshima coming out! Cue music for the third time. The camera, positioned on the old deer's face, Ever so slowly pans out, the people at home, the studio audience, the panel in their little boxes in the corner of the screen are all wetting themselves with anticipation. Until, finally, miso paste. It is absolute fucking chaos in the studio. Nobody can fucking believe it. The bird in the stupid hat looks almost incredulous that someone, Japanese no less, would use such an ingredient in such a dish. The knob in thick rimmed glasses nods as if he has unlocked one of the great complexities of the world. Just when the atmosphere couldn't get any more electric, the two hosts announced that the mystery dish is here in this very studio. It is ushered out into the waiting mouths of the talento, who clap in wonder. The bird in the stupid hat can finally say with conviction that the dish not only sounds, looks, but tastes delicious. The smug cunt from Kagoshima has a face which beams, I told you so. 
and welcomes his new brothers and sisters to the higher plane of regional knowledge. Commercial break, people eating. It is rare to get such a level of accuracy, and all I can say is Professor underscore Fuck. I truly appreciate your efforts.